Hello and welcome. You're listening to Start Again with Shauna Lee, the place where you will be reminded that it's never too late and you're never too old to do the damn thing. So stick around if you're ready to vibe higher and be inspired to chase your dreams. Together, we will uncover your soul's truest desires. Now, if you're ready, let's get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to another episode of Start Again with Shauna Lee. Today, I want to introduce you to my new online friend, Clancy Lee. Uh, She is located all the way in Australia. Um, So we are jumping across the pond for our conversation today, and I am very excited for you to meet her um, and give her an opportunity to talk about her new book that she's just written, Radical Realignment. So with that, Clancy, thank you so much for being with me today. I, I was hoping maybe we would get started with you giving a little intro, and a good way to start that off is to let my audience know how you identify as a Start Again Queen. So the the way I would identify as a Start Again Queen is in two big ways, really. The first one was uh, when I had to leave all my family and my life in England because I had met a an Australian man in my travels. Um, and so I left my entire life in England and moved to the other side of the world in Australia. And that was back in 1993. So I had to really start again then, basically, in a new country with a new family over here Um and, and make a new life in a different country away from all of my family. So that was a great big upheaval. And then the second great big start again was when he left me 26 years later. Um, and so I was in a country that wasn't actually my own, you know, what I wasn't born in with no family and having to start again as a single person in Australia on the other side of the world from my family. So two big um, upheavals in my life and I've had to sort of redesign and rediscover my life in that way so the um most recent one obviously was the divorce and that was about three years ago now so big start again big start again with business with my lifestyle with where i live um and as a single woman in my 50s which has been a challenge absolutely and a challenge that my audience knows all too well um i think um the theme i'm seeing across all of my guests is this theme of starting again midway later and through our life when we feel like we've got some experience and we've, um, you know, maybe have a few battle scars, but having to do some really scary start again moments when we are older and well wiser, um, in a lot of ways it feels like, oh gosh, it's too late for me to start something new, which obviously you embraced being able to kind of step into that phase of your life and write this amazing book that gives other people an opportunity to learn from your experience. When you look back at your story, your story as a whole, what do you think is the most inspiring part of that? And you say, um, excuse me, starting again, I embraced it the second time. I actually didn't. I really fought it and I struggled with it because I had presumed that this was the man I was going to spend the rest of my life with. Um, So it was a complete shock for me. So it took me a while to embrace it and to recover from that. I think the most inspiring part would be that I have always been very independent and resourceful. 
even though it was a shock that he had left and I was no longer part of a partnership, you know, a relationship, so to speak, I had this fierce um, knowledge inside of me that I would be able to do it. I could do it and I can make anything happen. I can survive. I decided to stay living on acreage even as a single woman. And so I've had to learn how to fix pumps, how to work on my cars, how to do all those sorts of things. Um, and I think possibly people look at me and think that's inspiring. To me, it's just me being me and, and deciding that I will make everything happen and can do it without the man. I just get on YouTube and I ask the men in the hardware store how to do things and I just figure it out. And so I guess that's the, <laughs> I guess that's the, maybe the most inspiring side of things is that, you know, I post things on Facebook about me, here's me fixing my old Land Rover and everyone's like, oh my God, how do you do that? I don't know. I just do it because I have a go. And I just have a go and yeah. work it out. So You can find out just about anything on YouTube. So I have done the same thing. <laughs> I don't live on acreage, but there was definitely that same phase for me after any one of my divorces, but specifically after this last one, when I bought this house by myself and, you know, I would figure out how to fix the disposal in the sink because of YouTube or replace the handle on my car door. And it's kind of one of those things where I didn't think it was, I thought it was kind of impressive maybe, but um, I just thought, well, I'm just doing what I got to do because the thing is broken and I need to fix it. But it's interesting to me that you, um, you were, you kind of had the same methodology, right? Like I'm just doing I'm just being me, but other people look from the outside in, like me looking at the outside in and saying you embraced it. Um, obviously, I know firsthand from experience after a divorce that in the moment post, you know, when you're first dealt this blow, it does not feel like we're owning the experience by any stretch of the imagination. But to be able to look from the outside in now at your situation, I think, oh, yeah, you embraced it because you took that challenge and made something great out of it. So anyways, I'm inspired by your story. And my next question for you is actually, um, what was the most surprising challenge that you faced on your journey and how did you overcome it? Well, as I, as I mentioned, the, the most, most um, unexpected challenge was that it was something that had never entered my head. I thought we were together forever. But then after that, being a coach and having done so many years of personal development training, um, energy healing, say coaching, personal training, I had all the tools that I needed to get through the challenge because I've helped other people get through challenges in life um, situations. But even though I had all that training and all that knowledge and all those tools, I was a mess. And so that's what I found the hardest thing was seeing myself as a mess when I knew all the things I should be doing or should be thinking or could do or could think as the, as the coach with all this vast knowledge and all this stuff that I knew and could help other people with, I couldn't help myself with because, yeah, I just was destroyed. But, but like on every level, I felt destroyed. And so that was probably the biggest, um, you know, the surprising sort of, Thing that I had to deal with was seeing myself as a complete mess and not being able to do anything yeah. about it for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know about you, but for me, 
and my ability to coach other people, it is so much easier for me to look at someone else's situation with a clear mind, no emotions involved, and be able to see where they're getting stuck or what is the obstacle. Because when you're in the moment of the muck of the mess, you just can't see clearly and your own emotions are kind of clouding it. But um, it, it's really helpful to have someone else look from the outside in to help. So it doesn't surprise me at all to hear you say, I was a mess and why was I a mess um, when I was helping other people? And it's just kind of the, the dynamics of that situation. Yeah, it was just an interesting thing to have to admit. You know, I don't know, if, when you have all this knowledge, you feel a bit not superior, but you know, but you know that you, you you know that you know about life and about people and about behavior and about emotions and everything. But then to not be able to objectively at yourself and what to do, it was quite um, frustrating. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and <clears throat> coming out of that scenario, is that what prompted you to write this book? What prompted me to write it was to was because I thought well you know if i with all my knowledge and all my experience and everything had this much trouble imagine someone with none none of that knowledge and none of the tools and none of the experience tools and techniques there were certain ones that for me when i put them into practice made the biggest difference they absolutely transformed my emotional state they transformed what was happening around me and there were certain key processes that I was practicing that had the biggest impact. And those are the ones that I then gelled together and put in, into the process that's described in the book because they they turned my life around 180. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and I told you before we started recording, but I have started reading your book and I, I'm excited to continue reading it because I'm getting a lot out of it. And I know my listeners will as well. Mm, thank you. Well, I'm glad because so, I, I just felt that um, I just felt that if I had all this information and all these things that had helped me so much, it would be remiss of me not to then share and put it out. Because I think even if people aren't going through trauma, the steps in the book are still so transformational. And, and even now, having recovered from all of that, I still use the steps. I still use it. They're like a daily thing to keep me realigned with what I'm wanting and where I'm going. Um, to now bring in the things that I do want into my life. So it's not only to get over the past or over the difficult stages, but they're the same steps to use to get to where you want to go and to keep on keep on using through life. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think the kind of the nugget I'm taking away is that kind of what, what you just said, like you don't have to be in a state of trauma or recovering or massive healing from some horrible situation to be able to benefit from knowing how to get a realigned with where you're actually wanting to go as a, a future vision of yourself. Um, I think it really just sets people up to live their best life, which is super valuable. Mm. Mm, absolutely. Cause I think it's so easy to get caught in a rut and caught in what's happening around us and forgetting that we do actually have a lot of, um control over what happens and where we go and to keep remembering you know don't don't lose sight of what's true for us inside don't don't sort of lose that why yeah, direction where we want to go so when you think back to the younger you um and it's funny anytime i ask this question people have a a certain 
age in mind, and I do not. I just like the the younger version. Um, what advice would you give the younger you? It would definitely be to have the courage to say what was true for me, to speak up about what was going on inside me and what I was thinking and feeling because I kept it closed for so long because I was worried about either rocking the boat or not being approved of or people disagreeing with me or feeling like I was wrong. So I wouldn't, I just kept quiet. I would listen and I would watch and I would just keep quiet. Even when I wasn't agreeing with what was going on, even if things were uncomfortable or people were doing certain things that I didn't agree with, I just dealt with it quietly by myself instead of sharing what was true for me. And I think that would be my biggest thing, have the confidence and the courage to speak up about mm-hmm. what's, what's inside me. It's interesting as I ask this question to multiple guests, um, the themes that come out of it and one of my recent guests, she said, speak your truth. And that's essentially what you were saying. It's such a valuable lesson. It was, really, it was a big turning point in my life. The lesson that I learned from that trip um, and what I came to realize from that trip was such a big turning point that I thought, well, that has to go into a book. So it's going to be a short one, but that's definitely where I'm going from here. And that's really to help inspire people to realize that they can do more than they realize that they can do. And you don't have to be special to do great things or different things or whatever and to just trust what trust what's inside you and, and know that you can do it. Oh my gosh. Um yes. and other than that, yeah, other than that, I don't know. I've never been a person to really plan things because I go on the energy. I go with what is what comes to me and where I feel like I need to go in the moment. So I've never been a, a long planner or, or have much in my future mapped out, do you know what I mean? Sure. If you do, if you know human design, I'm a manifesting generator, which means you wait and respond. So I, all I focus on is good energy, good energy each day, and I keep myself in alignment and follow. I follow the, the crumbs, like the energy, the good feeling energy, and see where that leads me. So I am familiar with human design, and I also am a manifesting generator. And I think this is one of my... Um, one of the elements of being a manigen that I kind of struggle with personally is how to wait to respond or give myself an opportunity to check in on my emotional response before um, the moments where I've said, okay, hold on, is this a hell yes or a hell no? And I actually give myself that one little beat to get the answer. I will know just like that what the answer to is from my own soul. But this whole wait to respond thing is a little bit of a challenge to me. So um, can you talk about that a little bit more? <laughs> I can. And I also agree with you that it can be challenging because you feel like you need to be doing something or making something happen. Yeah, hard to just not sit back because I, because I don't think it's about sitting back. I have to remember to keep focusing on getting myself in the right energy keep keep building that fire inside you You know the things that get you into alignment to get you feeling like you're in the flow so i'm like exercising i'm running i'm outdoors out in nature listening to the high vibe music doing all those things that i know and i visualize a lot and when i see myself in that expansive state and keep myself in that energy and then just go with whatever comes to me that day to do trusting that the right thing, like a sushi train, will come along 
<laughs> and I, oh, I don't want that plate. Oh yeah, no, I don't want that plate. I don't like that one. Oh yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Okay, and then I take it and then go. But yeah, it can be a challenge sometimes to um, sit and wait, wait to respond because you because everyone else is like doing things and we're always taught yes. you have to do things and make things happen and constantly go 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 but I've learned to manage that a little bit and I did that with the book I made that happen because I knew in my soul it was what I had to do and bring out there and then after that I've just really taken a month of just not doing mm-hmm. because I needed to just come off that wave and just and then just allow myself to be in the energy of it's done and I know that the next thing will come when it's time for the next thing to come. I love that so much. Well, two things. First, the sushi train, we call it the revolving <laughs> sushi, but um, I actually hadn't experienced that until just a couple of years ago, actually. That was a great analogy. So thank you for sharing that. Um, but also this, this idea of kind of following those nudges while you were writing your book. I have actually, I've written three books. I've published the one and my nonfiction book is my divorce book. That's the one that I published, but I wrote a novel and this whole activity of creative writing versus kind of sharing knowledge and wisdom on paper. These were two totally different processes for me, but it sounds like you kind of used Mm. maybe the same concept. So I'm hoping you can dig into that a little bit more and how you followed those nudges as you were, like how did you apply that to writing your book specifically? So my original deadline for writing the book was three months. So I had October, a date in October last year as the deadline. That's when I'm going to do my book, blah, blah, blah. And I realized that even though it was a factual kind of book and I should be able to just pull out the pieces and lay it out, it wasn't happening. And so then I allowed myself to extend the deadline. And eventually the date, the final release date was June the 27th or something so you can see that my deadline completely blew from from october but i trust that i wanted i didn't want the book to just be um a whole heap of facts sort of spewed out into a book because i wanted it to come because it would the desire to write the book had come from passion and from my soul wanting to share and so i knew that in order to write it i had to be in that same energy not from a factual headspace putting stuff on paper so i had to (laughs) there was a a whole heap of um procrastination as well i must say there was a and because i think there was a lot of fear around i don't know enough to write a book there's all these millions of books out there about from all those people that know a lot more than me so there's a lot of um you know head issues i had to deal with I think that uh, imposter yeah. syndrome affects everyone who ever writes a book the same way. Yeah, I'm sure it does. And I think there was also an element of, oh my goodness, it's going to take a lot of work to get it published and decide on the title and decide on the cover and launch it and blah, blah, blah. So it was, yeah, it was procrastination and I had to work through that. Yes. And I think um, the idea of writing a book, it is a very overwhelming project. If you look at all the pieces, um, I went into this divorce book experience um, really quite naive. And I thought, oh, I've written a novel. I can I can write this book. No big deal. Um, I had no idea what went into a cover design. As an example, I had given zero thoughts to what I wanted the cover to look like until my publisher talked to me and and 
gave me this whole outline of all these questions to answer and I thought I haven't even considered and so I definitely had a procrastination moment or two when I had to sit with that overwhelming sense of like mm -hmm. I don't know what the cover should look like <laughs> it's all those grown-up questions with the grown-up things you're like oh no I don't want to do that that's too hard <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly well um speaking of grown-ups um <laughs> My audience is a bunch of grownups who would likely want to follow along and um, get to know you better. So where can people find you? They can find me mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Clancy Lee Coach is my handle, I guess you call it. And so the best way to connect with me is to, I've got a free audio that is my freebie that I, that I like to share with people because I just believe that we are getting so distracted with the world at the moment, so knocked off course and then so knocked off what is really the truth. And this audio helps people to connect to the ground, to the universal energies, to our heart, to all the things that where we should be operating from. And it's the thing that I use all the time to keep me back and get me back into alignment. So I do have the free audio. That um, link can be found in my Facebook profile on my business page, Clancy Lee Coach and also at soulaudio.fullyignitedwoman.com. So that would that will connect me, connect people with me. They will be able to hear my visualization that I do, that I share with people, and then also connect with me via email as well. I will definitely include all of that in the show notes so that people can just very easily click on those links. But I know that oftentimes I'm listening to a podcast in the car and I want to be able to just at the next stoplight pop over to Instagram and follow someone. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you for spending time with me. I know it's um, rather early in the morning for you and scheduling um, mm -hmm. or having our schedules aligned was a little bit of a challenge, but I appreciate the effort and the time involved and um, I know my audience does as well. Okay, listen, are you struggling to find what your true purpose really is? You should try journaling. At the very least, it will get you to a better feeling place than where you are right now. I've created a set of journal prompts to get you on your way to discovering who you truly are and where you want to go from here. My free download is called Journal Yourself to Joy, and it's available at shaunalee.com under free stuff. These are my tried and true journal prompts that will raise your energy, increase your positivity, and brighten your day. Download yours today.